World Mobile. Guys, we've got a fantastic uh, video lined up for you guys today. We've got Mickey Watkins, CEO of World Mobile, joining us on the show to talk everything World Mobile and the, the recent developments that are going on there. And um, guys, I'm not going to keep you any longer. We're going to just do, uh, wrap this intro up and drive right in. Welcome, Mickey, to the channel and get into everything World Mobile. So if you do find this video useful, informative, then do go ahead and give it a like. We both really appreciate that. And of course, if you happen to be new to the channel and you'd like to stay up to date with uh, all those technical analysis, the new cryptocurrencies, the hidden gems and the news then do subscribe to the channel by subscribing you'll be kept up to date with absolutely everything here it is free you'll stay well informed so why not chris anything else you want to add before we welcome mickey to the channel yeah just let us know what your thoughts and opinions are on world mobile really interested to know fantastic right let's go and get mickey and uh let's get into this interview let's do it nick Hi and welcome to the channel, Mickey. It's fantastic to have you here. Join us today and uh, for taking the time out of your busy schedule to talk everything World Mobile. Um, so let's kick things off with uh, a brief introduction from yourself and uh, you know how you got into crypto and uh, everything you're up to right now. Sure. Nice to meet you. Uh, thank you very much for having me. I'm Mickey Watkins. I am a serial telecom entrepreneur. I've been in wholesale, retail and global telecom for the last 15, 15 to 20 years. The last 10 years, I've been working out how to make cheaper connection for people. And the last uh, six or seven years, I've been very heavily focused on, on privacy. This got me into crypto, crypto and blockchain technologies. And then I learned lots about cryptocurrencies, namely self-data governance and economic freedom of choice. And coming from the telecom industry, I spotted many faults um, uh, and many problems that smart contracts and blockchain could fix, mutability, transparency, and wanted to build a new relationship between connector, uh, connection, and mobile network operators and the customers. Because right now the relationship is a little bit frayed and uh, mobile network operators are in a box. Legacy infrastructure has left them in a position where they need to extract value from the, the, the subscriber rather than uh, give value to the subscriber. So we're redefining it and blockchain is a massive part of what we're doing. And I guess that the first sort of real big question is uh what is world mobile uh just for anybody at home that you know hasn't sort of come across the project just yet sure what world mobile is a mobile network operator the same as any other mobile network operator except for one vast difference we do not use or we, we use a combination of licensed and unlicensed spectrums this means that we can get out cheaper further than existing mobile network operators and it's the new standard of, of telecommunications. It's a standard that's been proven by Google, Facebook, Microsoft. They've used these unlicensed spectrums to get far, but so far nobody's managed to create a sustainable business model that keeps the unconnected connected. There's 3.7 billion people in the world totally unconnected, and it's a massive opportunity for, for the continent of Africa, beyond, and us. What would you say you know, makes World Mobile special? What sets it apart from the competition? Okay, uh, the team is incredible. Where we have uh, a team, let's, let's start with the A team. So we have um, Andrew Bartley, he's the former chief investment officer of the IFC, which is a private division of the World Bank, responsible for over 70 billion portfolio of telecom companies. We have Charles Ndrogje, he was the former director general of, of Kenya, uh, and also the director general of the, um, the East African communities. So he's really the, the godfather when it came to creating regulation throughout Africa and East Africa. Then we have Professor Mohamed Slimaluni. Uh, he's now at a university. He's pioneering the next generation of, uh, of networks, uh, namely 6G. Uh, he believes 6G is about including the, the disincluded. 
Uh, and the list goes on. You know, we have Chris Watson. He's an advisor to the World Bank for Digital ID and one of the world's best telecom lawyers. Uh, we have René Poisson. He's uh, uh, the former chairman of J.P. Morgan Pensions. Um, you know, this is this is the A team. So these are the experienced people, the connected people that served all their life working in, in the industry. Uh, and then we've got the executive team. So we have, for example, uh, you just met Andy five minutes before the call. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Surface Opa. So he was, he's, he's, he's actually Kenyan, uh, was born in Africa, has been living for the last decade in, in Tanzania, and he's Mr. Renewable Energy, right? So he, he, he had the monopoly on, uh, charge, on providing batteries for the mobile network operators in East Africa. And then you've got RJ. RJ has worked with Microsoft, uh, has rolled out some of the biggest, net, biggest mesh networks in, in Africa. Um, we've been working with him feasibility studies on the grounds. He also has a huge... Um, a huge amount of uh, distribution outlets for World Mobile, which is absolutely critical when you're trying to onboard um, fiat into uh, an e-money or a digital currency uh, or a cryptocurrency. Um, so we have access there. It's it's really just you know the the, the whole team. The whole team is, is has been working together for the last three four years. But actually, individually, Ian and David, uh, for example, they've been in telecoms for, for more than thirty years. Uh, Chris Watson, he 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 was there when the first ever fiber uh, broadband was installed, when their first ever telephone lines were installed in, in, in France, uh, and oversaw that. So, we've got the the creators of the of the industry working with us, uh, the highest level, and they're with us because they see that there's still 3.7 billion people are connected, and World Mobile stands a chance. Yeah, I mean that sounds like an immense team, and we talk about the the team as being one of those really important aspects when making an investment. So it's really good to to hear that for sure. Can you talk us through sort of the the roadmap? And you, you've you've touched on on Africa there, and you know I've been um, really vocal on on the channel about all the great things that's happening sort of on the the Cardano side of things. Um, but it'd be really good to to get a good understanding of you know what what's your roadmap? Are you mainly focusing on on the the, the people that perhaps haven't got that from running in in their countries and areas of the world? Yeah. I guess. So, so World Mobile's model is, is different. It's demand-driven. So we're not coming in to compete against the existing mobile network operators. There's, you know, in each country, there's probably three, four, five, or six competitors. Um, and we feel that that's, you know, that's, that market's already saturated. There's a thousand mobile network operators on one side, and there's zero operating the, the 3.7 billion. So we go where the demand is the highest first. And because we've, we, we've put together you asked me earlier on, I'll re reverse back a little bit, you know, what, what makes World Mobile special is we won't reinvent the wheel. We've taken the best research and development from Cisco, from Microsoft, from Ubiquiti, from Motorola, from operating systems. And at each point that we, we've built this company, we've said, okay, we'll build that. Initially, we, we were going to build our own telephones as well. We had contracts with uh, an LOIs and some of the biggest distributors. They said, hold on, why are we going to build a phone? We, why are we going to spend hundreds of millions of dollars? You know, why are we going to build new protocols? Why are we going to um, invent a new blockchain from scratch with a new POS? Or uh, this, you know, one of the one of the things that I've learned in my career, in my past, is to be successful, you probably shouldn't reinvent the wheel. Not when the wheel is mm -hmm. perfectly found and it's and it's good to go. So that's a, that's a key thing, and that really applies. That's an Africa model, right? So you've got. Let's talk about Africa. So you've got sub-Saharan Africa, 1 billion people approximately, uh, 800 million people without internet, 200 million people with internet that have been underserved and, and overpriced. This represents a huge, a huge economy. The average age is 19.7 years old. 
they're absolutely hungry for internet. They, 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 they need it. They need it to further themselves. They need it to entertain themselves. They need it to, to become part of the world as one. They have it. They have mobile phones. It's growing, the, the adoption rate massively. Mm-hmm. They have SIM cards, even when they don't have a connection outside, outside their house. So what we're finding is the demand is massive. And as we've gone out to do these feasibility studies, uh, we, we can get to the villages and to the towns that don't have internet so much cheaper using this alternative spectrum so the roadmap is to actually go after the unconnected first of all the roadmap is to not at all step on the toes of mobile network operators we don't want their market brackets yet uh, but we first of all we go to where the demand is the highest we go and empower the communities we let them have self-data governance something we don't have even in this world we let them have economic freedom of choice on this side of the developed world we don't have that you know it's just one standard thing we go to reset the system a little bit and we, we empower the people. But the key, the key difference between what we're doing and why this, the, our roadmap is, um, it, you know, it's hard to see past two years, three years, how big this could be. Because mm-hmm. we're talking about share economy. Um, we're talking about sharing the responsibility of making this mobile network with the people on the ground who need it the most. That sounds crazy, right? But it's probably not that crazy if you think about Uber, and you think about Airbnb, and you think about other sharing economies, how, how they allowed on both sides, you know, business owners to now earn extra money, and they allowed the consumer to now have a different convenient service that actually began off cheaper than, than staying in a hotel. You know, before you, you go with the family, um, it's just unthinkable that you could go to a hotel with eight or, eight or nine members of your family. You need five or six different rooms. It's uh, £100, £200, £500 a, a night. And then Airbnb came up. And you could take a, a whole house and it was okay 600 pounds a night but this was half price compared to and you had the washing machine you had a barbecue and so what we're trying to do is push that sharing economy into africa there's a three trillion dollar industry in just the existing telecommunications sector what we found is that over the years is that the, the telecommunication sector was in such a rush to serve its users that it just strapped on old tech on top of old tech on top of old tech. And now it's just all old. So the telecom companies of now, the only way they can extract money is by um, charging for minutes, charging for, for, for data, charging for bundles, charging for, for, for insurances, charging for unlimited data that's never truly unlimited. Um, and now, you know, we are very, are very different than that. We actually want the user to be part of this economy. So... We say we come to the village and we give them uh, the, the, the user the option to, to install an air nodes. So we say to the community, look, uh, who's an entrepreneur here? Who's a business owner? We, we support with microfinance at these initial stages and we give them an air node. And the air node is something that is operated entirely by the, the villager, the entrepreneur, the businessman there. An air node is a, is a solar panel that's oversized, stuck onto a pole that's two and a half meters high. On the top of that air node is a street light. In Africa, it's, um, you know, the assumption that there's power everywhere is, is not correct. And mm-hmm. therefore, there's not power everywhere. Having streetlights don't, don't exist. So we tried to also provide utility uh, to, the, to the pole itself. So we put a, an LED streetlight, very low consuming. Underneath that, we've got the, an, uh, the wireless access point. So that's Motorola, Cisco, Ubiquiti. It's agnostic. Plugged into that is a transcoder that picks up the alternative spectrum, whether that's, whether that's free space optics or, or some other kind of radio spectrum. That's plugged into the world mobile chain via a Raspberry Pi. And then underneath, right at the bottom, there's huge batteries that take all of that extra energy from the solar that then can charge the telephones and also follow back wires back to people's houses. 
uh, in order to charge the house. So in our feasibility studies, we did all of this with non-commercial. Non and it was incredible what we saw, right? We saw the villages that we, that we went to, we saw the communities go from um, you know, 200 to 300 people to 400, 500 people. We saw three shops open where there was one. We saw three bars open there where there was one. Bedtime was extended until 11, 12 o'clock at night. Fishermen fished for longer, but then they were able to sell their fish for much more rather than just smoke it because they were able to communicate. And this is all without the digital money, without remittance, without anything. So, and without any education from, from, from us. So what's on the roadmap? You tell me, uh, you can see this, right? If we can connect hundreds of thousands of people this year and millions and millions of people in Tanzania next year, and we've got 12 other countries lined up, we are on another continent already as well, mm. um, and we get the sharing economy right, the roadmap is uh, explosive. It's gonna get to somewhere that nothing, nobody's ever seen before. The next question was to ask, you know, what's your plan for, for you know, to drive that adoption? But it just sounds like you just explained it. <laughs> it's, it the, the adoption drives itself. And, and the, the, so one of the biggest problems, okay, we can go into the legacy infrastructure, that's a huge problem, but one of the biggest problems for mobile network operators, and I, I know um, from MTN, I know uh, from Tigo, I know uh, CEOs and MDs who actually want to connect the unconnected. So the problems that they have, they face, is that when the equipment is so, when the margin is so small, to go out and install where there's no power to, to get the security of that equipment to when something goes wrong to send a man on, on a 40 or 50 mile journey, but across roads that will take him much longer and huge traffic jams, you lose all of the, you lose the margin. Mm. When the community own that last mile and they own the nodes and they get paid for, from a real industry, not just from uh, you know arbitrage or, or some kind of aggregated farming pool or some DeFi protocol that's printing something cool. But when they get paid from a true industry that's already $3 trillion, they're gonna keep that node alive. The, that node is $5,000. That node pays them back within a year and a half, two years, their, their initial investment. It's now competitive. It's now, um, you can liken it to owning livestock or uh, owning, a, owning a business. So they don't even need to care about providing the internet. They've, we've just developed a business model that allows people to earn money. That's the first thing. Now, the second thing is that the people using those air nodes, using that, the, the internet, they don't want that to go. They haven't had that before outside their house. They've never had it for as cheap as this. They've never had digital identity where they can then access uh, banking services, insurance, where they can access all types of e-commerce where, you know, it's, look, it's an assumption that it's a bad assumption as well that Africans don't have money. I'll tell you something. The amount of Google Play vouchers that I know people that sell in Africa is huge. Okay. That's because <laughs> Africans love PUBG and they love to do, they love to buy suits. Exactly the same. The major device, the choice, the entertainment, a choice is a mobile phone. It's got battery. You charge it at work or wherever you can get a power source. It's got a torch. It's got a communication method inside it if you can get, get a signal. That is the one piece, you know, that the, 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 the village owns or half of the village owns. So, yeah, it's only natural that the, uh, the 19-year-old, an average age of 19.7, wants to play PUBG, right? Just, just because they're a different part of the world, the infrastructure hasn't been rolled out to yet, doesn't mean that they're not connected. They still want to be connected. So they'll even go to the efforts of buying these Google, Google Play vouchers. So they'll go into the store, but of course, the store owner, he can't get them easy because there's no internet, people don't have ID, just to make a GMO, you need a telephone number. To get a telephone number, you need to be KYC'd. Right? So people might just have the device on Wi-Fi only so they, because they're not KYC, because they don't have an identity. So then they'll walk into the shop. It's already a 20% pr 
surcharge on top of it because the person who's brought the, the vouchers into Africa, uh, into the continent or into the country, uh, Tanzania as an example, has already put 15, 20%. The shop needs to make something because shops do need. So by the time they've got out the shop, they've got the Google Play voucher, they pay 25 to 30% more. Now that applies to nearly everything. So on the world mobile, when they connect to the air nodes, they're connecting using a digital ID, a teleprism, a custom version of it built for world mobile exclusively. This allows them to access all types of services. Now they can do away with, um, okay, not in the initial stages, but eventually they, there won't be a need for MasterCard or, or Visa or PayPal, because right now they can't access those. There'll be a need for an onboarding of a digital currency of a fiat and then to be able to, to bring that, that, that fiat into a digital currency and then be able to buy with stable coins online the, the, the things that they need to buy. And saving 30%, right, on your transactions over the years, a massive amount when someone may only earn 150 to, to $400 for, for their work, right? And being able to browse the internet for, for much cheaper, much faster, right outside your home is, uh, you know, is a good enough reason to make sure that you or don't let anybody damage that in infrastructure. So sharing the responsibility is the key differentiator between us and everybody else. That's, that's it. We're not that clever. We, we, we've, we've borrowed the best, the best from the best. We've looked at what Facebook have done. We, we've taken, you know, former engineers. We've looked at what Microsoft have done. We have, the, as I said, RJ, he rolled out most of Microsoft's uh, equipment in uh, TV white space projects in, in East Africa. We were working with, uh, well, we've, we were in discussions with um, Google in, in Kenya to work with their project Tara. Uh, you know, it's not about reinventing everything. It's about somebody coming grabbing it all and saying, right, enough is enough. There's 3.7 billion people unconnected. This mm -hmm. is a massive business opportunity. Institutions have left these, these 3.7 billion people offline. Crypto communities are backing, uh, backing uh, currencies and, and backing projects that they're getting rug pulled from, they're getting screwed from, they're getting you know re really damaged from. They're consistently looking for something. And then we feel that we've got that. We feel that we are the, we, we are that bit. We are that safety. We are that, that, that real mass adoption. We are mass inclusion. And I think IOHK feel like that, you know, to bank the unbanked, you need to connect the unconnected. All of our partners feel like that. Uh, our, our investors feel like that. We're, we're in a wonderful position where convergence of technology, time, mindful, essence, and, and the care, the fact that we should be responsible. Like, I don't know if you gen gentlemen have children. I, I have two. The, the, thought that, the thought that every other person on the planet can't access the same set of tools and services as me and you for me is disgusting so if i if i can do something about that then i will and that's what i'm trying to do and that's what my yeah and, and we talk about this an awful lot don't we nick you know around so, some of the other projects you know cardano which we talk about regularly a, 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 agi singularity net and and the stuff that they're doing in africa it is it is mad in this sort of day and age that you've got people that don't have any sort of official identity and you know can't freely travel can't you know get loans Ooh. at a reasonable rate and and have that sort of uh, stuff that we take for granted what well, one billion kids can't get to school because yeah. they have an identity not because they can't yeah. walk there not because of anything else they can't they can't get there because they don't have an identity and then think about i think it's 1.7 billion children can't access the internet to to learn so this is this is what this is what uh, the world is looking for this is one of the the last puzzles of, of mankind that needs to be solved, connecting the unconnected and banking the unbanked. And if we can solve it in a way that isn't big brother, that where people actually have self-data governance, 
and where they actually have economic freedom of choice, where they actually have some control over their own digital imprint. I mean, look, your digital imprint is you. We don't realize that yet. We don't realize what privacy is. Uh, we, we in, in 20 or 30 years' time, we, 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 we will realize. But uh, the reality is, is that maybe we can reset that in Africa. Maybe we can reset that in Asia. Maybe we can reset that where the people have a chance and they've never had that before and they have a chance to control them themselves without being sold out and abused by mobile network operators or ISPs or big tech companies. And that's also very, very much in my, in my plans is to be able to support this change and to give people that, that power, to give people their, their dignity back. Because, you know, I hate to say it, but the mobile network operators, they have everything. They have our photos, they have our location, they know when we go to the toilet, they know with whom, with whom we're hanging out, they know our friends, 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 because they have our, our uploaded you know, notebooks and we don't care. Because why do we care, man? As long as we've got the latest app, the latest phone, the fastest we can go, you know, it's all good. 5G, 5G, 5G. I tell you what, 5G, come on. Think about the, the way that we, we as people have been treated. Uh, and that's why, that's why I'm so passionate about what I'm doing. That's why we as a team have sunk millions of dollars ourselves into, into World Mobile in order to, to make this happen. It sounds like you've, uh, you've set yourself quite the challenge, but a very important one nonetheless. And uh... sure. Yeah, I think you'll Some, be very someone's successful. Someone's got to do it, right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so if, if someone's got to do it and already the technology exists and we don't have to reinvent the wheel, it's just about, you know, having the, the cojones to, to be able to put it on the table to, to go out and do it. Definitely. Another question would be, why the, the Cardano ecosystem? What sort of led you to, to that decision? Well, for, for me, it's <laughs> obvious, but perhaps for... For, for the audience it isn't so I, I do want to ask and we do have to ask it sounds like a, a really strange question ricky but unfortunately there are people who believe that cardano is nothing but a scam so i think it's important to yeah share your views and thoughts come on <laughs> these these guys they they you know charles hoskinson john o'connor john o'connor i'm sure will be president one day of uh or the the prime minister of the uk but charles hoskinson he's, he's dedicated his his last four years five years into into banking the unbanked he's He's put his own money, lots of it, behind, you know, in, into professors and doctors and peer-reviewed people. He, they, they, who else? You know, what, what else? What else am I going to choose? Um, I love Ethereum, but it's it's got its faults. It's got its flaws. Mm -hmm. uh, I thought Binance was really cool, but it's you know, there's not very many validated validated nodes. Not much peer review. It's you know, it's just an EVM copy. It's uh, it's cool. Don't get me wrong, it's working, but uh, it's it's not the same as creating a financial layer, settlement layer that's going to uh, work for billions of people, right? So when I first met Charles Hoskinson, I was invited by our global ambassador. Uh, his name is James Bowater. And he said to me, look, you are crazy. And I said, yeah, I know I'm crazy. He said, but I've got another guy who also is a bit crazy and he's building, you know, for Africa. He's really, I think he needs you. And I said, look, you know, let's go and see. And I contacted Alan uh, and our, our, our COO. And I said to him, do you want to come to Edinburgh with me? I flew in from Spain. Said so, yeah, so we went to a Plutus Fest, and um, Charles was really impressive. And I said, "Wow, this guy's this guy is awesome. This guy knows what he's talking about, knows what he wants. Let me see if I can get his attention." So we went to a pub. Everybody was really, really accommodating. Uh, we sat in the pub. Charles came along, and you know, we had a five-minute talk. And I said, "Charles, you know, in order to bank the unbanked, you're going to need to connect the unconnected. How do you feel about a partnership?" And I think he thought, "Come on, you know, you, well, who is this guy?" So uh, it, he then sent over John O'Connor to Tanzania. John O'Connor turned up with Andy and RJ uh, in November sometime, uh, about three years ago. 
And the rest is history. And John saw what we were doing and he called me up and he said to me, Mickey, one day, very soon, we're going to build a mobile, a global mobile network operator with a bit on Cardano with a massive footprint in Africa. And that was a quote. And then uh, three years down the line, we've done the due diligence on each other. We've been working with each other. We've, we've passed the honeymoon period. We've been working with a core team. And we're a few months away. We're a few months away from making one of the most important um, mainnets in the, in the history of, of, of blockchain, but also potentially in the, in the history of mankind. And who else was I going to choose? You, you look at another blockchain in the space, another layer one that's dedicated as much time. And when you've had as much uh, as much muck thrown as, to you as, as Cardano have, I'm fairly so, you know, you, you make your guard really strong and they are flawless. They're faultless. They're, every release is, is, is perfect. This is a, this is a, a blockchain that uh, can complement exactly what we're doing. And we're very honored for them to be investors in World Mobile and own equity in World Mobile. And we're even more honored to have the creators of Cardano, you know, creating a, essentially a, a layer 1.5 on top of the Cardano with a lot of telecom modules and features that no one's ever seen before and uh, can change everything. Fantastic. It's, it is something that we talk a lot about, you know, how Cardano as an ecosystem is, um, it is vastly different to anything you've seen before with someone who's actually spent the time to really look at the problem and rebuild it from the ground up. And um, so, yeah, I think you've made a, a very wise decision there in, in choosing Cardano, in my opinion. Yeah, I'm mine. Um, so those are the kind of the questions that we had from our community. But is there anything else that you would like to kind of, you know, get across to them whilst you've got some airtime? Um, anything they want to ask me, they're more than welcome to ask me. Come to the Telegram channel or, you know, I'm happy to do an AMA with, with you gents as well, if you'd like to, to, to your community. Uh, sure. Anything, you know, we'll, Andy, I told you before, Andy Soper is one of your biggest fans. <laughs> He's been pushing for, for me to come on the show. It's been an honor and uh, thank you very much. We respect you and your community. And we hope that you can help us to connect the unconnected and, and bank the unbanked together and open up a new world to give everybody the same chances as we have right now. Fantastic. Sure. Something we're really passionate about as well, isn't it, Nick? It really is, yeah. So I really appreciate you taking the time to come and join us this evening. And uh, we'll, we'll definitely have to do it again, be that an AMA. We could do that on a live stream or uh, do another one of these videos. That's fantastic. Um, so we do appreciate it. And uh, yeah, we'll catch up again soon. I would love to come back anytime. You guys have been a pool. I really enjoyed it. Fantastic. Awesome. Thanks. Um, so, guys, if you do want to know more about uh, World Mobile, do check out their Telegram group. You'll be able to find out lots more information about uh, everything that they're doing, um, including how to purchase those World Mobile tokens. Um, guys, if you found this useful and informative, do go ahead and hit that like button for us. We both uh, really do appreciate it. And of course, if you happen to be new to the channel and you'd like to stay up to date with the new cryptocurrencies, the hidden gems, the technical analysis and news, then do subscribe to the channel. By subscribing, you'll be kept up to date with absolutely everything we we do here it is free you'll stay well informed so why not with that said done and out of the way we hope everyone has a fantastic day and we'll catch you all in the next one yeah take care